Hello, and welcome to another episode of Words of Wisdom, a podcast series dedicated to reflecting on the wisdom of the book of Proverbs. My name is Jerry Weirwell, and it is my pleasure to be on this journey together with you to discover the powerful truths that God has revealed to those who desire to become wise and discerning. Proverbs 25.15 says, With patience a ruler can be persuaded, and a gentle tongue can break someone's strength. We're going to begin by looking at the structure of the proverb. Upon first glance, it might appear to be synonymous parallelism, but there's something important to take note of. We can notice that the phrase, with patience in the, in the first line, and a gentle tongue in the second line, are not exactly synonymous expressions referring to the same thing. They are, however, interconnected, where someone with patience often exhibits a calm and temperate demeanor and speech, whereas someone who is hot-headed and impulsive often demonstrates corresponding characteristics in the way that they act and speak. Thus, to act with patience includes delivering our words in a way that is patient, which means not fast, like we're in a hurry, and not loud, as though that will make us seem more convincing, and not aggressive or harsh, as though we need to exert dominance in the conversation, like we're trying to prove something or intimidate the other person. And so the two lines of the proverb are actually saying two different things but yet are connected together through interdependent ideas. This is technically referred to as emblematic parallelism, which is a more advanced category of parallelism in Hebrew poetry that I didn't cover in episode zero, Introduction to the Book of Proverbs. To describe this interdependency a little bit more, patience doesn't actually accomplish anything in itself. You can't patience something, but you can be patient. Patience is simply the internal disposition or capacity of a person to tolerate inconveniences, frustration, delays, or opposition. Just because someone has a long fuse and can keep their cool while under pressure or in the face of adversity, they're not actually doing anything in an active sense. Patience is a passive quality that resides in someone's mind. However, that patient mindset then translates into behaving in certain ways that are characterized as being patient. Thus, to speak gently or softly is an external demonstration of an internal patient demeanor. Now, what the proverb says is that with patience, a ruler can be persuaded. First, the Hebrew word translated can be persuaded can either mean to deceive or persuade. In the context of the book of Proverbs, it's more likely that the positive meaning of the word, that is, to be persuaded, is intended because the point of Proverbs is to teach godly wisdom, and therefore, condoning a tactic by which the reader could become more proficient at deceiving another would be at odds with this whole purpose. Now, let's ask ourselves, what does having patience have to do with persuading a ruler? As with most Proverbs, we aren't given any specific context. We can't be sure what sort of ruler is in view here. It could be anyone, from a governor, a magistrate, a city official, or a prince or the king himself. I would argue, though, that identifying the specific office that the ruler holds is irrelevant to the overall meaning of the proverb. What we can gather is that the proverb is likely envisioning someone of a lower, more inferior status, addressing someone of a higher, more superior status. A plausible scenario might be a citizen of a particular city bringing a complaint before the city magistrate or judge. The city official holds a superior office and societal status that the basic civilian does not. 
Yet the proverb is advocating that there is a way to successfully plead your case so that the official will more likely act in your favor. And that way is through patience. The second line of the proverb goes on to show in what way patience can be persuasive. It says, A gentle tongue can break someone's strength. The Hebrew word for gentle can also mean soft. And the word tongue is not meant to be literal, but is a figure of speech referring to the faculties of speech. Rather than saying gentle words or soft speech, the proverb employs the imagery of the tongue as one of the principal body parts used when speaking. The words lips or the word mouth are often used in other proverbs in a similar way. Lastly, the phrase translated can break someone's strength literally means can break bone. Bone is the hardest substance in the human body, and here it is used figuratively to represent a person's unwillingness to be persuaded or shift their thinking in any way. We might say that the person has a fixed mindset, and thus it is translated as strength to denote the person's resolute or stubborn way of thinking. In an amazing counterintuitive metaphor, the proverb is asserting that something as soft and delicate as the tongue can deliver a blow that can break something as strong as bone. What this translates into in actual terms is that the power of gentle words or soft speech is great enough to break down even the most inflexible and resilient person. In other words, the metaphor of breaking someone's strength refers to being able to break through a person's mental resistance to an idea to the point that they are willing to genuinely listen to you and consider what you have to say. The wisdom of the proverb is that tough or hard-headed people are not won over by brute force, but rather through patience and tenderness. With a gentle and warm approach, one can break down barriers and break through to the heart of even a calloused and obdurate person. But we must keep in mind that the cause that is being argued for by the gentle speech of the patient person cannot be for personal, selfish gain, because that goes against the grain for the whole purpose of having godly wisdom in Proverbs. Instead, godly wisdom is meant to be used to combat injustice, false accusations, exploitation, or any other unrighteous and wicked circumstance. To illustrate this proverb, I want to tell you about a famous Jewish rabbi named Rabbi Akiva. Akiva lived during the first century in Israel, and his tomb is located in Tiberias, next to the Sea of Galilee. The story of Akiva is a mix of references from the Talmud, as well as some embellishments to fill in the story. Most renditions of the story are probably composed more of legend than historical fact. Nonetheless, there is an important principle in the story of Rabbi Akiva that I want to share with you. As the story goes, Akiva was a simple shepherd who tended to the flocks of a wealthy man in Jerusalem. Akiva came from a poor family and didn't even have a basic education, so he couldn't read or write. His family couldn't afford to send him to school, and so when he was old enough, he became a shepherd and worked hard to earn a living. The wealthy man whose flocks he took care of had a daughter named Rachel, and she admired Akiva. She saw how devoted he was to his work and that he was humble and compassionate, helping others when they were in need. After noticing what kind of a man Akiva was, Rachel decided that she wanted to be with Akiva. And so she told her father, I'm going to marry Akiva. Her father was stunned and disapproved of her choice. He would not allow Rachel to marry a poor shepherd like Akiva. 
He said that she should marry a rich, educated man and live in a large house with beautiful clothes and delicious food. But that's not what Rachel wanted. She said, I would rather be Akiva's wife. Rachel knew that Akiva was a good man with integrity, and even though he was poor, she knew that she would be happier with him. And so, against the will of her father, Rachel married Akiva. Rachel's father became very angry, and he threw Rachel out of his house, cutting her off from any inheritance, and refused to see her again. From that point on, Rachel lived with Akiva, and they did the best that they could with what little money Akiva had. But they were happy together, and that is what mattered most. Then, after being married for a while, Rachel came to Akiva and said, Do you want to study and get an education? I think that you should study. Knowing you, I think you will enjoy learning. Akiva replied, Are you sure? I am 40 years old. I I can't even spell my name. I don't even know the letters of the alphabet. Perhaps if I were younger, I would say yes, but I am old now. Rachel, confident in the abilities of her husband, immediately replied, Of course you can, Akiva. I believe in you. Still unsure of himself, Akiva said, I'm afraid that I might be too old to learn. What if my mind is hard like a stone and I'm unable to absorb new knowledge? Akiva was uncertain as to whether he would be successful at learning at his age. One day, while he was shepherding the flocks in the hills, Akiva brought the sheep to a stream so they can rest and have a drink. Akiva, also being thirsty, knelt down to gather some water in his hand. As he was drinking, water began to drip from his hand onto the rocks on the side of the stream. And suddenly he noticed a stone that had a hole carved into it from the water that constantly fell on it day after day. In pondering how this could be, Akiva thought to himself, water is soft and the rock is hard. So how could water carve into something like this stone? And yet by dripping slowly, Drop by drop, the water has carved this hole in the stone. Akiva then took this principle and thought of it in terms of himself. If something like water can slowly carve into something hard like stone, then surely my mind can absorb new ideas. If I study one small thing each day, I'm sure I could learn. And so Akiva went and told Rachel that he believed if he could just learn a little each day that he could be successful in his studies. Thus, Akiva set off to study Torah. He learned the alphabet, slowly, letter by letter. Once he had learned the alphabet, he began to learn words and then phrases. Soon he was learning Torah line by line, and then chapter by chapter, and then finally book by book. He went on studying until he learned the whole Torah. By accumulating knowledge little by little, and being faithful to understand each new thing before moving on to the next, Akiva mastered Torah to the point of then becoming a teacher himself. He became renowned as one of the greatest and wisest scholars and teachers of his day, having a total of 24,000 pupils seeking to learn from him. Akiva would often tell his students that it was understanding the power of a drop of water that changed his life. This story relates to the proverb in that just like how the water by the stream dripping day after day was able to carve a hole into the stone, a person's patience and gentle words are able to break through the hardness of a person's heart. 
even a ruler who in the ancient culture had no obligation to listen to or grant any private request or consideration can be persuaded by a person's patient demeanor and their consistently soft manner of communicating. Against what some people might think, speaking in a soft manner can be very powerful and can disarm the defenses and barriers in a person's mind. People are usually on guard in their life naturally. They tend to have a, a natural distrust and suspicion for people's motives by presuming most motives to be selfish and for the person's own benefit. And this is probably most certainly true for somebody in a position of authority where everybody tends to want something from them. And it can be exhausting and wear down their sensitivity and willingness to listen to people who are continuing to try to get something for themselves. The wisdom that we can learn from the proverb is that being aggressive and making demands from someone is likely not going to result with a desirable outcome. Whether it is a person in a position of authority, like a ruler or city official, or someone at our place of employment, or even someone within our own family, if we will make a request or plead our case with patience and gentleness of speech, we will more likely succeed in being persuasive and having them genuinely consider what we have to say. Let's remember that the strength of our words is not just in what we say and when we say it, but just as important or even more so is how we say them. A gentle tongue can break bone. Thanks so much for listening to the Truth or Tradition podcast. We hope you're enjoying this new series on the words of wisdom from the book of Proverbs. And for more biblical resources, you can visit our website, truthortradition.com. And there you can subscribe to our mailing list to be notified of the future resources that we post. 